Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash Trending Topics with BB. Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. I want to thank everybody who is finding this podcast. If you are new listeners, welcome. And have you found us through iTunes or Stitcher or what? where have you found this podcast? Doesn't mean I care nonetheless where. Just glad that you're here listening. And if you are tuning into this podcast on the podcastradionetwork.net, I welcome you to this podcast as well. And if you have not had a chance, you could head over to bbmediaindustries.com slash trending topics with BB. You will find every link that you could possibly find to our syndicated podcast that is on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Podbean. The list goes on. I want to thank all of you who have left reviews on both iTunes and Stitcher. It really helps this podcast get re, you know, reviewed for the platforms to be found by the listeners. And sooner or later, I'm going to start shouting out people who review via those two mediums on here because I can't thank you enough when you do that. Now moving on to who this podcast episode features. That would be another Brooke, which is awesome. I love talking to other people with the same first name. And that is Brooke Tomlinson. Uh, I came across her recently. Uh, well, she's featured on Marcus Schultz's song In the Night. She's a singer-songwriter. She has an amazing voice. I had the pleasure of seeing that performance live at a recent event in LA at Exchange for Marcus Schultz's Watch the World release party. So I was able to, you know, witness the greatness in it live. So really, before I give away any more, I just want to get into the conversation that I had with Brooke and enjoy. All right. Well, it is, like you said, awesome to talk to another Brooke that we're yes. doing far in between. Um, Brooke's nice. I know. It's kind of cool. Um, so I want to thank you for, for joining me on my podcast. Uh, I'm sure listeners out there will enjoy the fact that there are two Brooks talking. But I bet they will. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is so cool. Awesome. Great. So um, let's kind of start in the beginning before we get to kind of how I have uh, came to find you. Um, where, like... I know you, you've you been singing for a while and you've been in music for a while, so kind of tell all the listeners that may not be aware of kind of what you've been doing. Uh, yeah. Kind of the story. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, I've been singing for a long time. I've been, you know, I play the guitar. I write songs, of course. Um, and I've been doing all of that for a really long time. I mean, it was all pretty, like, instinctual to me. My dad is a songwriter. He never you know, really pursued it professionally, but he always was writing his own songs around the house, and he taught me to play guitar and record my own music. So um, I moved out to L.A. Uh, right after high school. I just, like, went for it, and I've been um, writing with different people, writing with different producers, writing with different artists, different DJs, um, obviously Marcus being one of them, 
and I'm kind of, I like to tell people I'm kind of like 50% an artist on my own and 50% a songwriter, so I've been working on my own project, my own original music, which I have coming out, and then I do things like, you know, write for people like Marcus, or that's more of like, that's kind of halfway in between, because so much of myself is in that song and everything, um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just writing and, and working constantly, just trying to get my music out there, basically. Awesome. So you said your dad is a songwriter, but never really truly pursued it. So yeah. did did he encourage you, or was it just your mutual love for music? Um, I, kind of- I'd say it's, yeah, I'd say it's a little bit of both. I mean, um, I, I don't know if it's if it's like in my DNA. Like, I think like my love for music like definitely came from him like doing it all the time. But he's very both my parents are very supportive of what I'm doing and. I think they're, you know, of course they're nervous having a daughter that's like a starving artist, like trying to make it in a big city and everything, but um, they're very excited for me, and, you know, they have definitely encouraged me a lot along the way, and I think it's cool for my dad to see, like, his daughter, like, really chasing the dream and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> so, in in terms of that, and you mentioned that, you you know, you do your own, and then you also have been writing for others. Uh, what, uh, obviously, it's it's, nice to do your own stuff, but a lot of people don't talk about songwriting for others unless, like, uh, it's such a well-known song or, or right. you know. So talk a little bit about what it means to, uh, you know, write for others and go yeah. from there. Well, with Marcus, um, it was so cool because, you know, we went in the room and he had so many ideas of what he wanted the song to be like. And I just kind of picked up the vibe of, like, what he wanted his album to be like and, like, how I could contribute to that as a songwriter and, and as an artist, really. So I have certain situations where I'm writing directly with the artist, um, and it's kind of like, you know, I bring in all these ideas. I bring in um, little snippets of melody or conceptual ideas, lyrical, you know, things that I have, like, on my iPhone or whatever, um, and I kind of see, like, where they want the direction of the song to go, and I kind of figure out, like, how I can – bring my talent to that and take whatever their idea is to the next level and, you know, make something that we both love, but most importantly, something that, you know, they really want to represent them. Um, So I do a lot of that, but I also do the type of writing for other people where the artist is not in the room and we'll just kind of hear from somebody, oh, there's this, you know, there's this new band at Capitol and they're looking for something kind of like the new Avril Lavigne or they're looking for a more like rocky punk sound and, you know, we'll kind of whoever I'm writing with will kind of just try to chase that vibe and we'll pitch it to them and it'll be sent to the artist. And if they like it, then maybe they'll cut their vocals on it. You know, it's kind of like a gamble when you're not writing with the artist because you don't, as much as like these lists tell you what they want, like you don't really know. And that's why it was so easy with Marcus because like I just, you know, I got a sense of who he was and what he wanted his the song to sound like just by being with him. So those are usually the the most successful songs for me that I write for other artists is when the other artist is actually, like, a part of the, the writing of the song. I mean, for Marcus and I, like, it was, you know, just as much me as it was him creating it. Awesome. So I, I know you've mentioned Marcus, and I know there are a lot of listeners out there that listened to my previous uh, one with Marcus, but kind of talk yeah. about how that all came to be. I know you just mentioned yeah. that you guys got into the studio and he had ideas and then you guys kind of flowed you know, flew yeah. together. But kind of how did that, like, did he reach out to you? What, what was the process like? So um, I'm very lucky to have a great manager that kind of puts me into these types of situations. Um, and I'm not exactly sure, like, where her connection to Marcus came in, but, you know, she 
he sat me up one day and said, hey, you're writing for this DJ Marcus Schultz. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's huge. No way. So I just kind of went in there not really knowing what to expect. Um, and, you know, we just I, we kind of vibed for a while. We talked, you know, he told me about himself. I told him about myself, what I'm doing and everything. And um, we just kind of started vibing with my guitar. And we kind of created a story that he then, like, took and turned into this awesome, like, EDM song, you know, I'm I'm really like as much as I've done some EDM collaborations with different DJs, like I'm really truly a pop writer, so I kind of approached it as if it was a pop song and he, you know, brought the he brought the EDM to it really. Awesome. Yeah, like he, he mentioned that he started this album differently than he has in the past. So just coming from like an honest place, would you say that it was just his lyrics, and then you guys just kind of sitting down, like you said, with your guitar and and being creative that way, or? Yeah, well, I mean, like, with a lot of the DJs that I've worked with before, you go in, and they have the track made, and, like, you know, everything is, just, like, track-wise, it's ready to go. You know, the drop is done, like, full-on production done. So I was expecting to go into that type of situation and, like, top-line it, which, for people that don't know, is just, like, writing the lyric and melody over a track that's already made. Um, and I was very surprised when Marcus was like, hey, like, pull out your guitar. We're going to start from scratch, and we're going to write a song, and we're going to focus on the story, and then I'm going to add all the production later. Um, and at first, it really threw me off guard because um, I just didn't know how to write an EDM song using my guitar. Like, I didn't really know how to go about that. Um, but it definitely pushed me and pushed us to... Uh, write something unique, and we definitely did. Um, you know, we threw around some song ideas, and we kind of got talking about what was going on in our lives and stuff, and um, I would say he took something in my life and said, hey, like, dramatize this, and let's make a stalker anthem, and like, you know, I was like, okay, like, I have that in me. Like, I can relate to that a little bit. I'm not a crazy stalker, but like, I think we all can relate to being a stalker and being a little bit crazy for someone, even if it's in your own mind. So we kind of took it from there, and, um, you know, the lyrics and melody just came together, and then he built an awesome track around it. When did the vocals come in? Because your vocals are awesome. On Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Yeah. I Yeah, I was – so I was sick the day that um, we wrote the song, and, you know, I had heard that Marcus was only in town for a certain number of days, so I felt a lot of pressure to get it done and to get those vocals recorded the same day that we wrote the song. And I did. Um, and then, you know, I was listening back, and he, he loved it. Like, he loved my vocals and everything. But I still hear that I was sick and that I wasn't really sounding the way that I normally sound. So he was super nice and amazing. And his team opened up the studio for me a few months later to actually retract the vocals when I wasn't sick. So what you hear, the final version, is – you know, after the song had sat with us for a few months, I went back in and, like, gave it my, my healthy vocal power. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so you were able to, yeah. you know, be able to, like, do a version that you liked. Yes, exactly. And, of course, I liked, I liked the first version, but I was just like, oh, like, I, I don't sound like myself. Like, I sound nasally. I sound sick. He didn't hear it. He didn't think so at all. But, you know, as a singer, I guess I'm, like, I'm kind of a perfectionist, and I like to sound a certain way, and I just really loved the song and loved the opportunity and everything. So I was very lucky that he, uh, you know, opened the studio back up even when he wasn't there and let me go in and, and bust him out. <laughs> so you said you've mentioned – well. You, but you've worked with other DJs 
but that's you're more involved in the pop world. So yeah, uh, right. Obviously, we know the genres are different, but what what makes songwriting and and singing uh, so different between say an EDM song to a pop song? It's actually so funny that you ask that question because I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day. Um, I think that in 2016, the line is so blurred between EDM and pop. Like, I will hear something on the radio and I'll be like, oh, what DJ is this? And then I'll realize that it's like a singer and it's an, it's an artist. It's a singer putting a song out. And then, you know, the other thing will happen. Like, a singer will put, a, or uh, a DJ will put a song out with like a beautiful vocal on it. I'll be like, oh, like, who's the singer that released this song? And I'll realize that it's released under the DJ's name. Um, so it's just interesting because I just feel like so much of pop is in EDM right now and so much of EDM is in pop. And like five years ago, you really couldn't say the same thing. But I would say like for me in my mind, it's mostly a production thing. It's mostly the track that makes something EDM or pop because, you know, when I write my own artist music, some of it is still very electronically driven, but there isn't a drop, you know, there isn't like structurally, I think it's, I think it's in the structure and in the production for me that kind of separates pop and EDM. However, I think that those lines are being broken every day and not even all EDM music has drops anymore. I think that, um, I don't know, I just, I think we're in a very interesting place in music right now and lines between different genres are just more blurred than ever. So, do, do you ever run across people that aren't, I don't know what the right word is, like, inviting of that kind of crossover? Um, like in terms of a lot, a lot of I guess you would you could say EDM purists would be like I don't like the pop side of it, but we've yeah. seen just an explosion of collaborations and, and, and changes, like you said, in the last five years. So right, what, right. You come across uh, like that blurred line where you're like, should I or shouldn't I? You know, I think that. I haven't really come – I don't know. I haven't really spoken to anybody on the EDM side who doesn't love, like, the pop quality that's in these EDM pop crossovers. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but from my own experience, I guess because my world is very pop, and most of the people that I write with are, like, in pop, um, I don't really so much experience people from EDM, like, not wanting the pop crossover. I more so – that resonates um, with me a little more on – the other side of it, um, I would say, like, people like my parents, you know, it, I mean, they really love, they they really love all music. They're very open-minded. But at first they were like, oh, like, this EDM stuff, like, I don't really get it. Like, I don't know if I like all the loud noises and blah, blah, blah. Like, my parents are so cool. But, like, I think it has taken some older listeners or people who are maybe originally rock fans to kind of adjust to um, the fact that EDM is just as musical as any other genre. It's just the it's just the way that it is built that's a little bit different. But to me, like, it's just as musical, takes uh, just as much, if not more, like, musical brain power to create that type of music. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that most people are open-minded about it and do embrace it, but maybe some people are stuck in the past and, like, you know, the older generations, like, don't get it. But, I mean, that's how it'll always be. I mean, like, maybe I won't get it when, you know, new music comes out when I'm 50 or so. I don't know. Right, and I, I've had that kind of with my my parents don't really understand EDM as well, so yeah, they don't understand why I like it so much. Um, right, and it's not that they don't like it; they just it's just so different from what they grew up with. It's just so confusing to them how quote unquote computers can be music, but it's 
like I said, it's just as musically driven as other music. It's just played in a different way. So do you, now that you've worked with like Marcus and I don't know specifically who else in EDM you've worked with, but Marcus is kind of known for trance and the trance kind of subgenre of EDM. So do you yeah. do like um, trance with the melodies and everything that you may have heard kind of invites more of a pop collaboration, mainly because it does have such melodies and sometimes, you know, it could have strings in it or certain instruments yeah. that you wouldn't expect? Yeah, I mean, I trance music to me, like, is a very passionate, like, subgenre of EDM. Like, I feel like the songs, or at least, like, you know, the few, like, Marcus's songs and, like, a few other, like, trans DJs that I've heard, like, I feel like their music makes you feel something, and it feels more emotional than, you know, maybe other other subgenres of EDM. So, to me, like, that's very musical, and it does evoke, like, these stories and, you know, passionate lyrics and... I think, therefore, it is easy to have pop crossovers because, like, I don't know, I can just hear, like, the emotion in in trance tracks, so. Okay, so you mentioned you're you're coming out with music, so is it, like, strictly pop, or are you kind of bringing in other sounds to what you release? So, yeah, I mean... My the music that I've been making recently that I'm excited to eventually release. I'm not going to throw out any dates because I feel like everybody always bites their tongues after saying that because then it doesn't come out when you want it to, et cetera. But uh, the music that I am planning to release right now is it's definitely pop, but it has some electro influence, um, and it also has some even like classic rock influence because I play the electric guitar. And one of my favorite things to do is to write guitar solos, like kind of like 80s Van Halen-y inspired guitar solos on my more like kind of dark, like pop electro uh, songs. So, you know, I'm kind of just trying to create something fresh and create something that feels like me. So I, I, I don't know. I would say it has a little bit of Ellie Goulding vibes, a little bit of Tovlo, but it's also different from all of that. And I don't really know how to categorize it yet. I guess it's just like, it's just me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited about it, though. So, like, you mentioned kind of how the industry is kind of in in a weird, I don't know, you didn't say weird, but kind of different state. So do you think it's going positive, like, because there's been this, I would have to say, debate recently when, when we talk about trans. A lot of people say all trans left, but a lot of us who are that have been fans say it never left. So do you think right. certain statements, bold statements like that about music in general are due to the industry or is it just because of, you know, the main pop and what is in the top 40 or whatever? I think that um, I think that music is in a very, like, like you said, a very different, like, kind of weird, interesting place right now because so many people now have the power to put it out without a record label. Um, you know, if you're looking at like 10 years ago, uh, it was, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, it was kind of unheard of for, you know, just anybody to write and produce music on their own laptop and just stick it up on SoundCloud and actually gain traction from it. You know, you would have to have a record deal and have producers and like, it was just so much harder to put music out yourself. So I think that now that there are so many more people putting music out, there's just so much more content. And because of that, I think that music and genres are cycling through a lot faster than they were in the past. 
and because of that, like, you know, the top 40 is just changing, 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 and everything is just different, and there are so many interesting crossovers between genres that I think that music is really changing, and, you know, maybe trans music is different than it was, like, a year ago, but that's, I think that's just because there's so much creativity and the fact that anybody can do whatever they want and put it out there, and it can become popular now. There's just, it's just moving at such a more rapid rate of change. And I think that that can be uncomfortable for some people. Um, but I think that we should also embrace it because it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like a creative renaissance happening on all of our computers right now. And with Spotify and everything, it's just, you can hear everything and you can experience so much more than you used to be able to in music. So I think it's a positive thing. Okay. I mean, I, I was just curious if there's been debate. I've had some conversations with friends about that. So I was just curious from somebody, you know, who just, you know, you write and you're in the industry. So in terms of uh, going forward, do you see yourselves continuing to do both your own and write for others? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really fun for me to write for other people because it kind of takes the pressure off of, like, who am I as an artist, you know, like, what do I want to say? I get to just kind of be a chameleon and adapt to what somebody else wants to say, but also still bring part of myself into it. Um, and it's, I actually, like, I feel like my best songs that I've written, like, have been in those types of situations where, you know, I just kind of adapt to somebody else's vision, and it's so exciting because I'm not so much in my own head. Um and I just love working with other people and, you know, mixing it up and doing all sorts of different genres. So I would say I'll definitely continue writing for different DJs and different artists. Um, but I am also really excited about my own stuff, and uh, I'm excited to get some stuff out there and get rolling on that project, too. So definitely continuing to do both. Awesome. Well, I, I know we kind of had some scheduling issues, but, I, again, I appreciate you for joining me and I would love to talk to you again in the future so where can we find you on social media um, you can find me on let's see all the regular ones I guess Instagram I'm underscore Brooke Tomlinson um, Twitter I'm Brooke underscore T-E-A Tomlinson wouldn't fit um, I've got like a Facebook page If yeah YouTube if you just look up Brooke Tomlinson music you'll pretty much find me on any of those um, but thank you so much for having me this has been really really cool to talk about my experience and you know, to hear what you have to say, and I thank you. This has been so cool. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you, you could join. Uh, it was kind of short, but I, I wanted to be able to speak to you and, and, and kind of go from the fact that I did see you perform, you know, yes. a month ago or whatever. Yeah, so, that was such a that fun was night. Cool. Yeah, it was a great night. So such a great awesome. Night. Well, I look forward awesome. to uh, following you, and uh, we'll, we'll chat you. to again in the future. Absolutely, and I will be following your your trans family in Phoenix and wherever else. All right, great. Thank you, Uh, Brooke. (laughs) uh, Same to you, Brooke. I'll talk to you later. (laughs)